Hey everyone, this is Renard Brown, founder of the Core Living Institute, and I am super, super excited to have you uh, listening today. Uh, today is episode number five, and we are going to talk about the top ways that you can improve your overall productivity. Now, I am a former insomniac, and that meant that I would pull three days all-nighters, three-day all-nighters, and I would just stay up. And um, sometimes I would have like these um, uh, these nootropics, you know, that would just make me highly, highly productive right there. I mean, I've tried Adderall, I've tried all these different nootropics, and I became obsessed uh, after I saw that movie um, uh, Limitless. And I was like, my God, I need to find out what the hell that pill is or where it is. And so I literally dropped like tens of thousands of dollars trying to experiment with different types of nootropics and trying to find that magic bullet. Sadly, I didn't find it right there, but I did come up with different combinations to actually help me um, with my productivity and efficiency. Uh, and overall effectiveness. And so let's just hop into some of the stuff that you can actually start to do in order to improve your overall uh, uh, productivity. Number one, stop focusing on the failure. You know, like a lot of people, they focus on the things that are not going well and they focus on the negative. And I'm just like telling you, it is a nasty, vicious cycle right there. So get it out of your damn head. Stop focusing on the failures, right? Like, well, what if all the what ifs? Like, what if this happened? What if this happens? You know what? How about you start thinking about like, hey, what if I actually pull this shit off? That would be kind of cool. That's kind of sweet right there. So number one, it becomes more or less like a mindset. You know, so why don't we just classify that right there? It's your mindset. Why don't you just get it in your head that you are going to be productive? So start telling yourself, I am a productive person. I am going to seriously kick ass today. I am going to knock out all of these little deliverables that I had set forth today, you know, which is going to lead to X, Y, and Z. All right, good. So number one is done. All right, number two, break down the big task into smaller ones. All right, so now um, we have to think about this for a second right here. We got this big mountain, all right? Let's say that I want to build a website. Well, that's a very big, daunting task. I'm going to build a website. Okay, that sounds uh, sounds interesting. Okay, well, how the hell am I going to do it? How do I eat an elephant? One bite at a time. So how do I break down these big tasks? It's called deconstruction, all right? I'm deconstructing, like, these big things into, like, you know, smaller tasks. So if I want to build a website, I'm just going to think, hey, what are the top three things that I need to do in order to build a website? And it's like, all right, well, what do I need to do? All right, what, what are some like, well, number one, I need a website, uh, don't, I need a domain name, all right? And then I have to find a theme, you know, and then I have to get hosting, all right? Okay, that sounds good. All right, let me just go to GoDaddy and get it, good. Uh, let me go to this other website and find a uh, WordPress theme. Okay, got it. Oh, I need a hosting company. Yeah, let me get that right there. Okay, now the other little stuff, let's, uh, you know, let's customize the website and everything else and let's get the content and let's get the videos and social media, but all that other stuff. But you can get the, you get the idea right there, right? And under, um, under order the themes or get themes or customize the themes, you can have all that breakdown. But the point is, hopefully I'm not just belabeling the, uh, you know, uh, this issue right here. Is that you break things down so it's easy. Don't try and take off, you know, take on more than you can handle. Uh, it's going to be frustrating and overwhelming. Number three, take a step back. Take a step back. So sometimes when you reevaluate the work that you've done, like check this out. I wrote the book Unconscious Damages in less than two weeks, right? 
I wrote the book in two weeks. It's like a hundred and something pages, right? A hundred and like 60 pages. And I wrote it in two weeks. And at the end of the two weeks, I was like, damn, I can't believe I cranked out a book in two weeks. I did that before with uh, Charts Don't Lie. People do. So when I cranked out the book, when I cranked out that book, um, I took a step back and I was like, oh my gosh, I just realized something. I'm going to have to redo this. Why? Because it's over a hundred and something pages and this book is written for people with concussions. They can't read this book. It's too long. And then I stepped back even more. Hey, I'll keep this book for the, you know, for the medical professionals. And then I'll just reduce the content by 50, 60%. And then this would be for the people with the concussions. Problem solved. Thank you very much. Moving on. Number four, understand and recognize your roadblocks. So listen, before you even get the party started by uh, whatever it is that you're going to crank out, whether it's going to be a book, whether you're going to, um, you know, edit some photographs, do some graphic design, you know, crank out some music, whatever it is, you know, write a paper, just understand and understand very clearly what are those things that could potentially distract you and be a roadblock and a nuisance. Well, how about this? How about that stupid cell phone? All right, shut that damn thing off. All right, and give people a heads up. What about people around you, kids, your wife, your husband, whatever, boyfriend, girlfriend, you know, coworkers? Let them know. Say, look, dude, I'm about to get busy and I need to be um, alone. I cannot have like distractions right now. I cannot have distractions. So anything that you need to ask me right now? No? Good. That's assuming. Uh, let's let's you know keep in mind that you cannot talk to me in the next hour all right so anything that you need you talk to me right now set the uh set the tone let everyone know ahead of time you know like you cannot bother me you know, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not talking on the phone i'm not on social media i'm not uh texting anyone all right i'm about to get busy and you block you block everything and everyone out so you can actually focus and then just focus in small increments. All right. So, uh, number five, don't overdo your to-do list. You know, a lot of people, they want to, uh, list out like a thousand things that they're going to do. I'm like, dude, that's again, it's a big old fat elephant that you're trying to eat. Don't do it. Don't do it. Keep it simple. Keep everything simple. Just work on like three things, you know, and then anything just right afterwards, like nice to have, if you can bang out the those, you know, those three things great and then anything else over and beyond that hey that's just icing on the cake so just keep that in mind number six embrace time blocking like i love the idea of time blocking so you know for me you know the former guy who had like add i don't have it anymore but um you know you know the whole idea is that it was very very difficult for me to actually stay focused long enough to actually get something done i'm like oh i'm gonna focus on this i'm gonna focus oh look at the nice little butterflies over there oh Oh, look at this one over here. Oh, little puppy dog over here. I mean, my head was like scattered left and right. And I, like I said, I don't uh, have those issues anymore. Um, that's another little story right there. But the point is, is that I am not, I am not going to um, start anything unless I put a time limit on it. You ever notice that? Remember when you're in college or in high school and you had a paper due? Uh, if you're like me, you did the damn paper like nine o'clock that night and it was due the next morning but you just like hauled ass and you did really really you were incredibly focused 
So I put a sense of urgency. I create a sense of urgency whenever I um, um, need to do something right there. It's like, you know, whatever time that, it, you know, it takes me to do something, I always say, you know what, I'm going to cut it in half. I'm going to make sure that if it normally takes me like an hour, I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to get it done in a half hour. And then what I do is I plan out my work. So I'll map out my work. I'll say, okay, I need to do these five tasks right here. You know, here's the five tasks that I need to do, right? And let's say that um, I want to make sure that I have a 10 minute break total. So task number one, maybe task number one is going to take me uh, 10 minutes. Task two, 10 minutes, three, 10 minutes, four, 10 minutes, five, 10 minutes right there, right? So I have five tasks and I'm going to take a 10 minute break. Good. So I set a timer, a little kitchen timer, just set a little kitchen timer for uh, 10 minutes, right? And then just get busy, shut everything off and get busy. But before you do that, before you do that, why don't you just go outside, do like 10 jumping jacks, 10 push-ups, or 10 squats. Just it's amazing how you can just all of a sudden become more alert or even jump into a uh, cold shower right beforehand and then hop back out and then just get back, you know, get to work. You know, it'll give you a nice endorphin rush, right? And then, uh, you know, you'll be good to go. It'll be time well spent right there, but don't forget to take breaks. Um, and then I already talked about it right there, but I'll bring it up again. Number seven is eliminate those distractions. So when we talk about these distractions, I mean, that's just like everyone. You, know, you get your friends, your family members, your kids, you know, your spouse, um, you know, other people, maybe coworkers. You know, and then you have other distractions such as your cell phone, you know, in social media notifications, emails and, you know, all that crap right there. Again, when you need to get busy, you're going to uh, put all that crap away and focus on your stuff. End of story. All right. Stop messing around. All right. Number eight, write it down. So when you write it down, you can easily track it. Right. So just write down like three things that you need to do. And then as you complete them. Just scratch that shit off. Just one line. Whoosh, done. It's a huge, it's a huge psychological boost. So when you do that and you scratch that off, hell man, pat yourself on the back. Give yourself a high five. You know, do the James Brown. Do something. Celebrate. Keep the momentum going. All right. So that's good. All right. Number nine. Uh, know when your productive time is. Guys, I'm super, super productive from like 11 in the morning until three o'clock in the morning. I'm sorry, 11 at night until uh, uh, 3 a.m. Those are good times for me. I'm trying to bring it back, you know, so it's now, um, if I can do somewhere around, you know, six until 10, you know, I'm trying to make that like my new time right there. Uh, and I'm experimenting with it right there, but just know yourself as far as like, hey, I'm crap in the morning. Don't even waste your time trying to get stuff done. Like for me, morning is not a good time for me. I realize that about myself. For me to be productive, it's not happening in the morning. It is not going to happen. Um, I would have to get up at like 4.30, 5 o'clock. Then I can work because my body is just like, oh, hey, it's still the night before kind of deal right there. So I can do that. But I would just say that know when your productive times are uh, and don't try and fight it and force it. Uh, number 10, reward yourself. I already said, look, bust out the champagne, high five yourself, pat yourself on the back, celebrate. It's a party over here. Hi. 
All right, that's the kind of stuff that I'm talking about right there. So for me, how do I reward myself right there? I mean, some people, you know, they'll reward themselves with some kind of like dessert or some kind of like, um, you know, maybe you will watch five minutes of a show that you really, really like, or maybe you'll, um, you know, I don't know, do something that, you know, you enjoy, but keep it super short, keep it under five minutes and then hop your ass back to whatever it is that you were doing before. All right, so that's reward yourself. Number 11, work in 10 minute increments, you know, use a timer. Guys, I already talked about this stuff right there. So literally, if you um, work in like 10 minute increments, that's like a really, really cool thing right there. I mean, I like I like the 10 minute increments now, uh, but before I could barely work past like two minutes without being like mentally distracted. And that was like a bad case of the ADD right there, but I don't have that issue right now again. So now I can work in like 10 minute blasts and then I just stop. All right, good. Now, what else? 12. What is number 12? 12 is use the if then statements to complete the task. If I do this, then what? Um, and what, what that ultimately means is that when I'm looking to complete these tasks, I need to assign some value to everything that I'm doing. It allows me to have more standing power. It allows me to basically ensure that I finish it right there. So that's it right there, guys. Those are my top 12 ways of how I am super, super ultra productive right there. I in, I hope that you really enjoyed this episode right there. And if you have any topics, any questions, concerns, if you're interested in any of these uh, cool ass coaching programs, please reach out to me. Visit www.corelivinginstitute.com. Click on the uh, the contact page right there. You'll see all the different types of uh, services and coaching options right there. Uh, no BS. And we get straight to the point right there to make you incredibly happy and incredibly successful. Everyone, thank you very much. Enjoy your day. Take care. Hey everyone, this is Renard Brown, founder of the Core Living Institute. Uh, please be sure to go to our website at www.corelivinginstitute.com for all different types of uh, services, ebooks, also uh, different coaching packages, events, anything to basically reduce your stress, hit the control alt delete button on your life and anything else that's going on with you. So episode six is really, really cool, very controversial. So how do you know, how do you know you have the right to be pissed off in your relationship. Well, I figured that one out for you. So here it goes. All right, let's get right to it. All right, number one, you have the right to be pissed off if your partner lies to you. Straight up, there's no reason. What are you being a coward for? What do you, what do you, why do you have to lie? You don't have to lie, Craig. Seriously, you really don't have to lie. You can just tell it like it is, deal them up straight or don't deal them at all. Why do you have to lie? What are you afraid of? There's a communication breakdown right there, Houston. We have a problem. When your significant other feels the need that they need to lie to you right there, that means that they don't trust you. That means that they do not trust you. They don't trust that they can be honest with you because they feel that you're going to react in a way that's not really conducive or ideal to, or ideal to their liking right there. So that concerns me right there. They don't trust you and they feel like they can lie to you. Now, if you accept that lie, oh man, you don't know what's going to happen. It seems like an innocent white lie, but it's not. 
it's going to grow because it's going to become easier and easier for them to tell a lie. They're going to become uh, better at disguising the lie. And who knows how far this lie is going to go. So you do have the right to be pissed off right there. All right, number two. If this person steals from you, they steal your money, they steal your prescription drugs, they steal whatever it is, uh, they steal from you. It's just not cool. Again, what are you afraid of? Why can't you just come out and ask me what it is that you absolutely need? Just tell me what you need. You didn't have to steal from me. I would have given it to you. The fact that you could not come to me means that the relationship is not as strong as I thought it was. It means that you do not trust me. Why don't you trust me? And then they're going to tell you some lame excuse. And at that point, I would be incredibly upset. So um, the next thing that I would consider doing is uh, not honoring the, uh, the commitments. Um, so when we look at people um, who don't honor their commitments, think about all the things that people have done in the past. All the lies that they have told you. They may have said, hey, we're going to do these things. We're going to go here. And did they do that? It's just a simple yes or no. So do they have uh, broken promises? And if you say yes, you have the right to be pissed off. You deserve better. Why wouldn't you? All right, let's move on to the next one. Do you feel that it's a one-sided relationship? Well, that's the next one right there. It is a one-sided relationship. And if it's a one-sided relationship, then guess what? You have the right to be pissed off. Um, the one-sided relationship just really takes advantage of the person. Um, you don't consider their feelings. You don't consider their thoughts, their emotions. You don't consider you know, their wants. And that means that you're not even important. You're not even a factor to them. And that would bother me right there. So I would certainly uh, be really, really pissed off if there was a uh, one-sided relationship. And number five, uh, they take and 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 they never give. You give everything to them. You may um, do all the cooking, the cleaning. You may um, give them money. You buy them things. You take them places. And when it comes time for them to reciprocate, they're nowhere to be found. They never want to give back anything. You know, I've, I've been in relationships in which I have like really become like the, what I believe to be like the ultimate guy, which it turned out to be a bunch of crap. Um, you know, I would give them, um, you know, you'd give them flowers, you'd take them out to dinner, uh, you'd take them on trips, you'd go to all these cool places and do all these cool things. And there was such a lack of appreciation. You know, barely did you get a, a thank you out of the deal right there. And so it's just like this is a total one-sided relationship and all you're doing is just taking and taking and taking and never giving. So a funny thing happened. I decided that I wanted to, um, I decided that I wanted to give um, my girlfriend at the time a little taste of her own medicine. So we went out to a restaurant, right? And it was, um, I think it was like Salvatore's or something like that in New York. And um, she ordered all this food, right? course she ordered like $70 worth of food like lobster tails and drinks and all this other crap right there and I ordered like I think I ordered like shrimp cocktail or no wait it was a shrimp cocktail uh I ordered her a shrimp cocktail I, I said I was gonna buy it I'll, 
buy you one thing shrimp cocktail that was going to be on my tab right there right and i think i got like a, a fettuccine alfredo for myself right the bill came and i asked the uh, the waiter i said uh, excuse me would you mind uh, splitting the bill please when she uh went, went to the restroom i said hey listen i need you to split the bill so i had my stuff and i paid for the shrimp cocktail which she gladly ate i didn't eat it because i was a vegetarian at the time uh, vegan now she ate it and um, ate everything else lobster tails lobster tails were like 40 bucks a piece I mean it was just a lot and she um, was just like sat there with this look on her face like are you gonna get the check and I said um, oh I today I thought we would go Dutch what do you mean Dutch I was like you know you pay for your food and I pay for my food like I ordered my food and you can get your food and she's like well I don't have any money I was like put it on your credit card I was like I'm not paying for it she was like why I was like because you're ungrateful and you don't appreciate anything I do appreciate everything I said when was the last time you actually said thank you I said no I'm not paying for it I said so you're on the hook for paying that I said I've paid my bill already and I'm ready to go and needless to say, um, she broke up with me. It pissed me off because I I didn't beat her to the punch. But uh, total, total, total uh, case of just take, 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 and never, ever, ever give, give, give. Um, and let's talk about the other one, number six. They're not a keeper of secrets. You can tell these people something, and then they go running their mouth and blabbing to other people. You're like, oh my gosh, I told you that in secret. I did not expect you to say something else to someone else. That's my, that's personal to me. And I thought that I can confide in you. Why are you running your mouth telling the world about what I talked about? So believe me, you have the right to be pissed off. All right. Number seven, they cheated on you. Oh my gosh. Listen, once they cheat, they're used goods. They're done. Get, get rid of them. I mean, look, there's no turning back. Oh my God, I learned my lesson. I'm so sorry. Oh honey, I'll never do it again. Yeah, right. You're not, you're not sorry. You're just sorry that you got caught. That's all that is right there. So look, don't try and fool me. Don't piss on my leg and tell me that it's raining. Look, you cheated on me. It was a complete disrespect. And now I just had sex with you and God knows uh, what kind of funky little diseases that you actually have now. Congratulations, me for actually uh, believing and trusting you. But again, if they cheat on you, no. That's a deal breaker right there, man. They are uh, bad vibes, bad vibes, not good. Um, do I believe that they'll do it again? Yup, absolutely. Uh, absolutely right there. Uh, all right, number eight. They are emotionally and mentally abusive towards you. They're constantly making insults to you. You're not good enough. You're not smart enough. You're an idiot. You know, that kind of stuff right there. People don't need to hear that stuff. I mean, we need, you know, really to be uplifted, you know, feel good about ourselves. And it's next to impossible to do that um, when we're with someone who's constantly making insults to us. And every time we try to do something that's good, they're the ones who are just basically pissing on our parade. I mean, it's just like, do you want to see me happy? you like seeing me upset and mad and for some they never want to uh see you like reach your potential 
sadly, I have um, a lot of people that I talk to on a uh, on a daily and weekly basis who are um, in that exact predicament. You know, whether it's with their family, who they're trying to pursue their career in art or their career in a different field that their parents didn't want them to go in. And they're really, really struggling with how do I get past this right there? Or, you know, their husbands uh, don't want them uh, working out. You know, they don't want them uh, doing anything for themselves. And they'll make comments like, look, you're fat. There's no reason why you need to lose weight. No one's going to like you. It's like, who says that kind of stuff? Like, dude, you are one sick bastard to actually have the guts to say something like that to someone. And it's shame on you for actually allowing someone to talk to you that way. So um, if they are emotionally and mentally abusive, then damn it, you have the right to be pissed off. And lastly, if they are physically abusive, you have the right to be pissed off right there because no one, absolutely no one deserves to have anyone put their hands on you. That is like an absolute game changer deal breaker right there. Uh, If a person puts their hands on you, that means they have lost all utter respect for you. All right. And it's not going to stop there. So if they're physically abusive, it's just a matter of time before they actually try to uh, up it another notch. So if they're just pushing you, believe me, a slap is coming. If they're slapping you, a punch is going to come. And if they're, if that's a, a punch, then it's just a matter of time before uh, the kicking and other like extreme things are starting to come. Whether it's uh, you know a knife, uh, you know being stabbed or being shot. Guys, there's a progression. I mean, I run a martial arts school and we deal with this stuff all the time with people. Uh, everyone's story is virtually the same way of how it actually starts and how it actually ends. You know, sadly, um, you know, not revealing any names, but we do have people who come to the seminars. And one lady in particular, uh, she's been in a relationship with her uh, husband, gosh, I don't know, like 20 something years, but the guy has like $60 million and, you know, he's, she's not going to leave him. I mean, that's the reality. She's never, ever going to leave him. <laughs> so, um, anyway, um, classes are basically like all right look you know this guy's going to do these things right here so this is how you cover up so it doesn't hurt as much it's not going to hurt as bad you know if you do these things right here so it sucks so she is she pissed off yeah sure she gonna do anything about it nope um and it's easy for people to sit there and say and judge her or judge other people who are in these situations right there you can sit there on your high horse and say oh all you need to do is just leave no that's not true there's such an emotional um, attachment that people have uh, to their significant other or the, at least that person right there so you can't just walk away it's next to impossible unless you actually plan it out right there so um, one of the things that I've just recently did is I've helped uh, uh, a certain individual um, actually break up with her boyfriend you know he's an abusive he's mentally physically and, men- uh, and emotionally abusive and she's been with this guy for god knows how long and so we just had our phone session and i literally gave her a blueprint and they even role played uh to help her get away from this guy she even got back her house key and her uh so her apartment key her gym membership that he had access to took the card back from that and then the uh, the parking pass right there so she cut him off 
And I was like, and that was all within two days of our, our coaching session. So it was like badass. It's cool. So anyway, those are your top nine ways or, you know, that you have the right to be pissed off. Number one, if they lie to you. Two, if they steal from you. Three, they don't honor their commitments. Four, it's a one-sided relationship. Five, all they do is just take, 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 and they never give. Six, you know, there's uh, you know, they just keep running their mouth about all your little secrets in your business. That's not cool. Uh, number seven, they cheat on you. Eight, they're emotionally and mentally abusive. And nine, they're physically abusive. Any of that stuff right there, guys, bad vibes, bad vibes right there. So if you need help with any of this stuff right there, as far as uh, getting out of these bad situations, just check out um, check out a podcast, see if it's up there. Check out an article on uh, the Core Living Institute, see if uh, something out there exists. Um, and then also feel free to reach out to us. You know, feel free to reach out. Go to the uh, corelivinginstitute.com, click on the uh, the contact button right there, and then uh, just request a call back, and I'll certainly I'll be the one who calls you back right there. Um, so looking forward to hearing from you guys. I want to thank you again. Thank you again for listening to the core living podcast right there. Uh, this was episode six, the right to be pissed off. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care.